This is On The Left Side, the alternative football show, clearing the plug hole of football news and flushing the disgusting lump of hair down the toilet. What a week it's been in football, with top boffins revealing that repeated heading of a football can cause short-term brain damage and memory loss. This clearly explains what's happened to Andy Carroll. He's forgotten he's a footballer. And given the last time he kicked a ball in anger, I'm sure West Ham fans have forgotten as well. On this week's show, we're forever throwing spare change, a lesson on what we'll miss post-Brexit, and football throws up a new way to find love. But first, Jose makes up a new word. It's been a bit of a mixed bag for Jose Mourinho of late. Last week finished with his United team getting hammered 4-0 on his return to Chelsea, which has to go down as the worst homecoming since Ryan Giggs's brother decided to knock off work an hour early. <laughs> this was always going to be interesting. How would the special one take being tonked on his old home turf. Who would he blame this time? Was he going to be disappointed by his team's performance? Jose, you must be very disappointed with that performance today. Not with the performance. Really? He just lost 4-0, mate. With the mistakes, because when, when we speak about performance, we speak more about the globality. Sorry, what was that? When we speak about performance, we speak more about the globality. Globality? And the globality, the globality was good. Globality, is that even a word? Hang on. Glib, globule, globe, globality, here you go. Globality, a hypothetical condition in which the process of globalisation is complete or nearly so and a new global reality is emerging. All right, yeah, that makes perfect sense now. I mean, Jose has a reputation for blaming some pretty random things, but the international influence of business is a new one on me. Maybe things are beginning to unravel a little bit for Jose at United. He doesn't look a happy man on the touchline, and it seems that his life in Manchester isn't quite what he expected either. We see pictures of you coming out of the hotel. It's a bit of a disaster because I want sometimes to walk a little bit, and I can't. I can't. So it's, it's really bad. Yes, Jose is currently living in a hotel like some kind of footballing Alan Partridge. Shuffling into breakfast with his big plates, dismantling his Corby trouser press, and no doubt, if results get any worse, driving up to Dundee wearing no shoes whilst gorging himself on Tobaro. Mm. To be fair, the luxury five-star accommodation offered by the Lowry Hotel in Manchester is hardly a travel tavern. So yeah, it must be really hard for you, Jose. Eating the finest food, sleeping in the comfiest beds, weighted on hand and foot. That lot in the Calais jungle don't know how good they've got it, do they? Meanwhile, on the other side of Manchester, it's not quite going as planned either, with Pep Guardiola's side in crisis! Yep, that's crisis, despite being top of the league. In fact, one such performance from the Blues was so bad that Guardiola kept his team locked in the dressing room for an hour afterwards. His explanation for that? No red wine was good yesterday today. And the, the red wine was good. And I took a, a little bit longer my glasses. Brilliant. A post-match dressing room debrief combined with a decent bottle of red wine. I think we can all picture how that will have gone down. That was um, unacceptable. <laughs> I can't stay mad at you. I bloody love you guys. 
Let's all go and get paella. Arriba! This is the best night of my life! I should really call Bayern Munich. Yeah, when you've had a drink, never phone your ex. It's great to see that West Ham's new home, the Olympic Stadium, is really keeping up with the traditions of the 2012 Games. They've just replaced the javelins and shot puts with plastic chairs, coins and other inanimate objects, as some football fans once again prove that they really are a total and utter bunch of s***s. West Ham may have seemingly addressed issues on the pitch, but it's the issues off the pitch that are the real issue here, with a whole new fan base seemingly having been attracted by that incident with the Manchester United bus last season, rather than actually watching any football on show, which made their EFL clash with Chelsea look more like an EDL rampage. It's really no laughing matter, although Aston Villa Twitter account at supportAVFC certainly made it a chuckling matter with this superb tweet. Rumours that Chelsea and West Ham firms agreed to meet a mile from the game on Wednesday night. Unfortunately, this was still inside the stadium. Any real football fans would write off this as deplorable, with no place in sport, especially when you see kids caught up in the violence. But you got hit with the coins. Yeah. yeah. I'm lucky I got out of the game now and it's finished. I know what she means. Feeling lucky that the game's finished will be a sentiment held by many West Ham fans this season. I never really understood the whole coin-throwing thing, to be honest. When I've just had to remortgage my house to buy a pie at half-time, the last thing I want to do is start literally throwing money away. They say this kind of behaviour belongs back in the 1970s, and they're bang on. I mean, coins? Surely, with inflation, it should be at least a £20 note by now. And anyway, shrapnel from your pocket? That's so last decade. They should be able to do this kind of thing via contactless payment by now. Or maybe even via PayPal. Dear Chelsea scum, I f***ing hate you. Come and have a go if you think you're odd enough. Love, East End Hardman. P.S. Here's 50p. It gives a glimpse into the brain capacity of these people that throwing money at someone you hate is a good idea. But if only Manchester United could win a few more games and wind up a few of their opponents a bit more this season, they could scoop up all the spare change off the pitch afterwards and maybe be able to recoup some of the money they wasted on Paul Pogba. Let's admit it, we all like to have a chuckle with our European neighbours. Or at least 48% of the population do, if recent referendums are to be believed. Those funny foreigners with their crazy accents and strange customs should not be ignored. Particularly because they seem to do football so much better than we do over here in Blighty. There just seems to be more passion from our continental brothers and sisters. Whilst this week the Premier League's reserve teams struggled to squeeze what little glamour there was left out of the League Cup, over in Spain they were even getting excited about the draw for the Copa del Rey. These are the players of Deportivo Leonesa, a Spanish third division team who found out they were going to be playing Spanish giants Real Madrid in the next round of the Cup. So their name has already come out of the hat and they're just waiting to find out who the opposition is. It's hard not to smile at that excitement, isn't it? Can you imagine anyone getting that excited at Trevor Brookin pulling his balls out of the velvet sack? No, you can't. And while we're on the subject of foreigners getting all excited about stuff, some of them are even getting excited about stuff that shouldn't really matter to them. 
I'm a sucker for a bit of commentary from the continent. And just check out this French football pundit going nuts over Moussa Dembele's goal for Celtic. What a goal, what a goal, amazing, marvelous, gorgeous Dembélé, excusez-moi pour mon accent, mais c'est merveilleux ce que fait Dembélé encore aujourd'hui, what a goal, quel parcours exceptionnel. It's beautiful. I think what I really enjoy is the combination of native language cobbled together with little bits of pigeon English every now and again. It's like a weird reverse of a David Moyes press conference. I've been training with me, uh, uh, Dodge tres cuatro uh, times. But the greatest story under the headline Funny Foreigners this week comes from the Premier League and certainly contains a lot of passion. Middlesbrough goalkeeper Victor Valdez has launched his own app to take on the likes of Tinder. A brand new dating app, presumably, that helps you try and find yourself a keeper. <sighs> Just let that sink in for a bit. A dating app made by a footballer. What would that be like? Hi, I'm Sally. I like eating out and going to the theatre. Not looking for anything too serious off the bat. Let's just see where things go and take it from there. I'm Vicky. I'm in a pop group that needs a bit of publicity. I'm into building a brand and appearing in Hello magazine. I'm totally happy to overlook countless rumours of adultery, as long as you buy me really nice and expensive stuff. Hi, I'm Candy. Uh, I'm 21. Uh, I like getting my boobs out in the paper. Uh, I like being photographed outside fancy restaurants. <laughs> Hello, I am Amanda. I am 23 and I like bunny rabbits and walks on the beach. That? Oh, no, no. That's not a camera. It's a birthmark. Now, tell me about third party ownership. And finally, on a planet where a sexist, racist, megalomaniac could be the leader of the free world, where whoever wins X Factor this year is pretty much guaranteed a Christmas number one and where throwing loose change at your fellow man because you don't like their football team is somehow acceptable, it's nice to remember that good does exist. Spanish football team Real Sociedad got fed up with a homeless man, Ruben, and his dog Mundo, who had been sleeping outside their stadium in San Sebastian for eight months. So they took action. What do they do? Alert the authorities. Get a heavy mob to remove him. Put those horrific homeless spikes everywhere to stop him sleeping rough. Nope. They gave him a job. Ruben is now an employee of the football club. He works on the maintenance team, keeping the stadium spick and span, and he's there for at least two months. He told the Spanish media, I thought they were such good people. After so much time, hope is not lost. And there is a lesson for us all. No matter how bad things get, no matter how terrible things feel, hope is never lost. Unless you're Sunderland. I mean, you're f***ed. Right. That's your lot for another episode of On The Left Side. Don't forget to come back for more football funny next week and head over to ontheleftside.co.uk for videos, of social channels and a whole back catalogue of OTLS fun. Right, as Jamie Vardy was named on the shortlist for the Ballon d'Or this week, I'm off to work out how much he could get if he sold the trophy on eBay and exactly how much blue wicked he'd be able to buy with the cash. Because that's full time. Laters, gators. Goodbye. On the Left Side is a Paint Your Headphones production for Abrupt Audio, written and produced by Ant McGinley and Jim Selverson.